This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, powered by Kedco, with our partners, our friends, Dream On Studios, Tippy River Adventures, and Visit Kosciuszko. I am your host today, Alan Teo, and we're continuing our series, Lead Where You Live, talking with today a very special team, a father and son team of Olivia and John Tucker with Maple Leaf Farms, which is a leading uh, agribusiness company in our community, an investor and supporter of Kedco and our economic development efforts. So Olivia, John, it's so pleased to be with you today and look forward to our conversation, uh, helping us understand an overnight four-generation success story here in Kosciuszko County, Maple Leaf Farms. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Glad you. Well, let's, let's jump right in. Help us understand the origin story uh, of what is now the leading duck producer in North America here at Maple Leaf Farms. Well, why don't you tell about Grandpa? <laughs> sure. Right. Uh, so Maple Leaf Farms, we're a fourth generation family business, as you mentioned, that pr- we produce the most high quality duck in the nation and the most delicious duck products in the world. And we started from humble roots back in 1958. My great-grandfather, Donald Wenzel, started the business. And he was working for the Grain Board of Trade in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And Mine's Yep. And he uh, was shipping all of this grain over to Long Island, where all of the current, at the time, duck production was in the U.S., so he thought, why not bring the ducks to where the feed is? And that is the sustainable story that our business was born from. And we started in 1958, and now we've grown four generations later and millions of ducks later. Yeah. Well, one of our best stories is that my father actually unloaded, who's the, the current uh, chairman of the board, he unloaded the very first load of ducks that, we, that Grandpa ever brought in. He was a local farmhand in Mentone, Indiana. And uh, so he went to get his paycheck one day, and it just so happens that he met my mother that day and, and asked for permission to ask her out. So he, he got a two for that day. Wow, so. that's a big day in the history of, of the family, the company, exactly. everything. He asked I mean, the boss's daughter out. <laughs> that's fantastic. He's brave. <laughs> the, uh, the origin story there, though, I mean, just one of the, I mean, a great story of entrepreneurship, of seeing an opportunity, uh, which I found just so much of here in this community. And so I'm going to take a quick detour. Okay. Uh, bear with me. Mentone, Indiana, the egg basket uh, of the of the Midwest. U.S. Midwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you help me understand how how that came to be? Is there is there even an origin story around <laughs> that egg basket, or does is it more of an urban legend? Well, no, I wouldn't say that that's true. There's just been so much production there that's existed for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's jokes about it. There's, there were so many egg producers that they would meet at Teal's restaurant, you know, and meet together to kind of talk about things, and they end up being called the Mentone Mafia after a while. So, uh, All right, the five just, families. Just just a, a lot of production going on there, and and. I think it's well-deserved. Of course, you know, 
There was also a very prominent uh, company that's no longer there called Provimi Veal. Okay. So uh, Mentone has a has always had a big history of agriculture. That's right. Grandpa's yep. side of the family too uh, grew oh. up in Mentone oh. and were dairy farmers there, right? Yeah, Grandpa was actually the he he was the guy who raised most of the milk. It was local production back then, you know, bottling it and doing everything. My father was the milkman. <laughs> he would ride around on a wagon and deliver milk to everybody every day. So oh, he got into farming and moved mm-hmm. on to the ducks. That's that's right. Fantastic. That hard at uh, who's your work ethic too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We're all still here, choosing to be here. Well, um, help us understand uh, your roles at Maple Leaf Farms. I, I mean, I'm sure again, being a family owned business probably have many roles, but just help us understand kind of generally, uh, you know, as you're rolling up the sleeves up, so to speak, where, where you're focusing most of your time. Well, I, you know, I, I'm currently, my title is co-president of Maple Leaf, but I'm actually going to be dropping the co here in a couple of months and just become president finally. And, but currently I actually, um, in charge of leading the IT department, uh, sales and marketing, HR, and all of our international business operations. And, of course, my job is to really work on the overall strategy, short-term and long-term for Maple Leaf. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just recently was named our director of marketing for Maple Leaf Farms, and I help share our stories with – or help share our story with customers and chefs and help our sales team um, with our sales efforts for both retail and restaurants. So essentially, um, I'm kind of involved in every form of advertising possible in PR. And then I also serve as our in- in-house influencer with my Cooking with Live series. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So yeah. So it's a lot of filming uh-huh. <laughs> and recipe generation, but it's fun. Yeah, well, that's, uh, let's, let's go there. So um, let's talk about, I mean, you're with a global business. I mean, you could be anywhere. I mean, what, what are some maybe success stories you've seen? What are some challenges maybe of, of being here in the Midwest or in the business? I mean, uh, help us understand. And, and maybe the, the, the internet uh, cooking is an example of a recent success story that you can reach, imagine, anywhere from right here in, in, uh, in, in Leesburg. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you're... Yeah, I mean, I, do you want me to talk about that first? Talk about you. Sure. I mean, how many followers you've gotten stuff now? It's pretty- Yeah, so we... In COVID, during COVID, we realized that everyone was starting to, one, cook on the internet, and two, was cooking from home a lot more than they ever have. And that was a great opportunity for Duck because people were finally trying it out in their kitchen when they may have been too busy to try it out before. So uh, we took that opportunity to start educating uh, consumers just about how easy Duck can actually be to cook. There's a stigma around it that it's hard to cook. Um and people are really scared away from the protein for that reason. So I started my series. I'm not a professional chef by any means. If I can cook it, anyone can. <laughs> and uh, we've been developing easy recipes uh, throughout the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped grown, help grow the presence of duck as a protein. And we're getting views of upwards of like 400,000 on our videos and everything nowadays mm-hmm. so it's really starting to catch on i think we have actually managed to move the needle a little bit on consumption of duck in the united states which was always the intention fantastic mm-hmm. it's the end goal and, and any other kind of success stories you'd want to highlight or even challenges that uh uh you'd want to maybe that you're working to to again maybe this is more of a strategy question well you're i, mean, I to- guess people what what most people don't mm-hmm. know about maple leaf is we are very international um we own operations in china and 
We have partners in Europe, and uh, we sell to how many countries now still? Uh, between 30 and 40, depending on trade regulations. Mm -hmm. okay. So, I mean, my father started that a long, long time ago. Um, I remember some of the first export business we were doing was to Singapore Airlines. And if you have ever watched Crazy Rich Asians, they talked about that special duck that was on Singapore Airlines all the time. That was our duck. It's your duck, all right. So we were very proud. And I, my, my wife had read the book, and I went, yeah, they referenced the American duck. <laughs> yeah, they, they referenced the American duck, and it was ours. So I was. We're I mean, the largest producers in the U.S. too. Right. So we're the most. We have the most global reach for sure. Right. Fantastic. Well, and um, again, uh, I'm sure it's evolved over time. I mean, help us understand. I mean, has that process, uh, some of that that evolution of that global reach, um, has that happened? Uh, more recently, has it been just more a steady drumbeat over over the generations, or? Well, I would say that. Um, we really had established, you know, export sales on finished goods quite a long time ago. What we have recently done in the past 10 years is we've gotten into the breeding stock business. And that's why we're, we're selling breeding stock, uh, to other companies. And like, for instance, we have a partner in Portugal and we have a partner in England and, uh, I'm working on some partners in some other places right now. So, yeah. um, it's evolved from being, you know, not just, you know, we're making whole body ducks to we're making further processed items. We're selling the actual eggs in the, uh, and, and I mean those more as hatching eggs, as breeding stock for other companies to, to raise it because our duck is one of the most efficient ducks in the world. So it, it saves them money. And it's been a, a recent addition to our thing over the past 10 years that's been, I'm going to say fairly successful and not, and I'm very proud of it. I should because I'm in charge of it. So, all right, <laughs> congratulations. That's cool. There's a lot more to the duck duck business than most people realize. Yeah, for sure. There is. Well, when you're fully vertically integrated, it's very uh, can be complicated. Um, I mean, when you have feed mills, hatcheries, the whole works, everything. I mean, what do we use? Call it a From farm, farm to fork. Farm yes. to fork. That's and right. Every little bit and of you're it, living we, it, we touch every one of them. Yep, That's quality right. goes into every step. Uh, another really cool success story, too, that I wanted to mention was our roast half duck last year was named the coolest thing made in That's Indiana right. um, by the Indiana Chamber of Commerce, which was super cool. Uh, Grandpa developed that product over 40 some years ago when he saw the need for roast duck that was pre-made. It's a chef quality product without all the work. So um, that's been a huge success the last couple of years and most recent stateside. Yeah, he... He, well, Grandpa might have been the Grandpa Wenzel who started it all. He might have been the one who first noticed the need for it because mm -hmm. he used to go to Long Island when things were going on, and he'd see that they were roast half ducks and that they would wrap them up in plastic and put them in the refrigerator and just cook them off to order. And he was like, "Well, we can do that better." Right. So, and, and Terry <laughs> developed it. So it was a. Uh, I mean, it it took a lot. I mean, it it's always been our flagship further processed item, but I tell you what, in the past couple of years, it has taken off. It, people, the convenience of it and the, uh, this, the consistency of, I mean, you, this, this fall, you'll be able to find it in all Costco's across the United States. Every Costco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, I actually had forgotten about that Indiana chamber, the, the coolest things made in Indiana. Um, and last year we had the winner and the runner up both from Kosciuszko County, uh, mm -hmm, you know, Leesburg-based mm -hmm. Maple Leaf Farms, and of course in Syracuse-based uh, Pollywood. And I was there yesterday, and 
you know, just a very similar mindset of like always looking for, as we've already talked about, always looking for things to keep improving on and more ways to create value and, and vertically, vertically integrate. Um, and again, doing very cool, innovative things. I think at both companies here, here right in uh, Kaskaskia County. So it's that entrepreneurial spirit, right? There's something in the water. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, we compete for employees with them, do you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that and, was and a fun competition with them, though, it for really sure. Was. <laughs> so, okay, so you know, again, global business. You could be anywhere. What uh, I mean, what are some of the things that that really you know make it to where you want to be? You know, the, running the business. You know, living. Uh, you know, personally in in our little corner of the universe. Well, you know, I. Uh, before my lovely daughter was born here, I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. I was a, a direct rep for Maple Leaf. And, um, you know, when, once my wife and I decided that we wanted to have kids, the first thing that came to our mind, and my wife is from uh, Warsaw as well, um, she, we said, well, we're going to go back to the Midwest. We're going to go back to our hometown because we've always loved it. We had, I mean, I was born here, uh, and so was she, and, uh, it was just such a great town to raise kids in. And that was so important. And we always thought that the, I mean, the schools are good. Um, there's pretty low crime rate. It's, and it's so beautiful, the lakes. Um, and also, the fact that there's such a diverse economic community here, you know, between, you know, orthopedics and, and lots and lots of agriculture and, and just, just all kinds of different businesses. I mean, I, it, it's, it's a pretty amazing county. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, it's the second most productive county in Indiana. So aside from Indianapolis, which you got to give them a break, I guess. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And, I mean, I, um, from my perspective, I wanted to stay in, in Warsaw. Uh, a lot of my friends, I went to Purdue University and a lot of my friends moved all over the world and I absolutely love to travel, but I love that I get to go see the world and come home to my special place here and where my family is and my roots. So. Very well said. And only two hours from Chicago, right? Well, yes. and that's, that's Very the way, I mean, and, and that actually was, was, I still do quite a bit of international business travel. And to tell you the truth, when you've got, you know, you're only two hours to O'Hare or Indianapolis and you're only an hour to, you've got four airports that are pretty available to you, but you can do international travel and pretty easy. And then, you know, you're still living in a community that seems to be, you know, much more uh, friendly, than sure, you sure. see in big cities and such. So uh, it, it it's a convenient place to live. Um, and, you know, as urban sprawl continues to occur, you're going to see more and more people commuting more often from further distances. It, it It's happened on the East Coast. It'll happen here, too. And frankly, I think we're a great place to be centered at. And I'd say from our business's perspective, too, it's just such a great location for us to be located in the agriculture industry. There's so many big agriculture players in this area because we have such great natural resources. And um, it's just, and from a culinary perspective, we have amazing restaurants for our little community. I mean, I've been all over the world and tried duck all over the world. And some of the best dishes I've had here have, or have had here have been the best I've seen in the world. So right on Yeah, We've, 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 such a diverse culinary landscape nowadays, too. 
Yeah, we actually, uh, I was at a meeting last week and heard uh, a CEO of one of our large companies say, this is a global business, favorite restaurant anywhere in the world. Um, and this is someone who, you know, travels internationally is right, right here in Cascash County. So I was like, oh, that, that's quite an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just us because we're, we're here, right? It's, uh, so it makes an impact. I think it helps to show, like we've said, what's possible. And um, I'm still trying to find a way as a quick, another quick detour. How, how do we sell the airport accessibility? Because, <laughs> you know, if you, if you, you know, talk to someone from a bigger city, well, there's no big airport here. It's like, well, but how, how far do you drive to get to your airport? Well, about 40 minutes. It's like, well, we can be at Fort Wayne International in 45 minutes or, you know, South Bend in maybe 55 minutes or just oh, drive up to Midway or O'Hare or drive down to Indianapolis. We've got all these options to pick from. That's exactly Very right. Very centrally located. It's great for our customers when they visit too. And we have a lot of international customers that come in and it's, uh, it, it, it's always considered, you know, very convenient for us and also it's it's also beautiful i mean they get to come from big cities and things like that and they get to see all the green and they don't get to see that all the time it's honestly so funny sometimes how amazed our customers are at all of the corn they love it they like uh customers that come from big cities or from countries that don't have like a lot of agriculture just in their day-to-day they're amazed by, by all the cornfields and uh, they just think it's so beautiful, all the green that they see everywhere. We've got such a beautiful landscape in our community. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, and uh, so we've got a couple things I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about, you know, fourth generation business, family owned business. You know, what are some things you'd want to share about what, what, what you see, what, how, what makes a family business successful? Um, I'm sure there's a, a number of things to pick from, but a couple of things might come to mind as far as, you know, what are some things you've you found really work well or what helps to make uh, make it successful when you have family members involved, rolling up your sleeves every day, and again, probably doing a lot of different things, but helping to make a, a create a success story together. Well, um, well, one of the things that, I mean, the reason why my current title is co-president is at the time that my father was the CEO, he decided to divide up based off of our skills, what we would be leading and which departments we'd be leading. And we found that, you know, that worked pretty well for us. As a matter, matter of fact, most people would, it was 15 years we were co-presidents together. Okay. And But Scott and I, my brother Scott, who's the other co-president, he and I are kind of like the opposite sides of a coin. You know, what he's good at, I'm not so good at. And what I'm good at, he's not so good at. And, and it works together for that synergy. And, uh, it, that's, that's been a, I think a, a big success story when everybody said you, you can't have co-presidents. Well, we proved that you could. And, uh, I think that that continues to happen is that, you know, we need to make sure that we're always looking at the generations and the people are coming up and trying to find career paths for them that, that fit their strengths. And, uh, I know I found it with her immediately. So, <laughs> And I'm very thankful for how we focused on our development of our generation. And and also, I just really think that uh, you especially and and our family has taught us really how to appreciate and value the people of our business. And that's what we really keep in the forefront of everything we do. And that's really where the impact is for being a family, family business owner mm-hmm. is seeing that you can make such a big impact on so many people's lives and help them develop their careers and their successes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you 
talk about what our values are is that family would be the first one that comes up is that we consider ourselves to be a family business and, and consider many of the people that have worked for us for many years to be part of our family. And there's also, there are also generations of people who have had multiple generations and are still have multiple generations that are working in Maple Leaf besides the Tucker family. So mm-hmm. it is a family business. And, and generations people, of family farmers too. Oh, we have we over 150 with. farmers that, you know, that we, that we contract with to help raise the ducks and um, most of the Amish. Okay. And uh, it's, 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 it really is a good feeling to understand that you have such good people that are working for you and they're so important to us. And they're, they're really what make it successful. Right. We can do as much stuff as we want, but if our people aren't taken care of, it won't make a difference. Right. And I love that we've continued to evolve to make sure that that happens. Our family's really good at embracing change. That's true. Which you don't always see in family businesses. Okay. <laughs> so very much, uh, I mean, looking at long-term relationships, looking at working together, um, mm-hmm. looking at evolving and changing, adapting. I mean, are there other characteristics you might might say would describe the uh, the maple leaf kind of way of doing things? or Innovation. Innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always at the forefront of any new products we create. Uh, we're always trying to think of better ways to serve our customers, better ways to provide creative solutions. Like during the pandemic, uh, so many chefs left the industry and restaurant tours, um, even wait staff left the industry or line chefs. And we have a whole new generation of chefs that doesn't have a lot of experience. So we've been trying to innovate new products to help take some of that, um, the, the difficulty or the, the skill development that they need won't have to happen right away. They can take time to learn how to cut up a duck breast and in the meantime serve a roast half duck that's fully cooked and ready to go on a plate. Mm-hmm. And innovation like that is it like we are about to roll out a sous vide duck breast this fall. So I mean a fully cooked duck breast that can be Cooked like a steak. All right. And uh, it'll Stay help tuned. people with the labor in the kitchen as yeah. well. Takes minutes instead of maybe 20 or 30. That's right. So it's, 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 that's part of the innovation. We've always tried to take a step out for a chef if we can, because that way, you know, it, it, it does, as I always like to say, yeah, we'll take a step out for you. So you can get, make that good dessert and not have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so supporting 150 different farmers we work with around Indiana, the Midwest. Yeah, mainly Indiana. And then how many team members now are are working within Maple Leaf Farms? Um, Our total count is about a thousand. Wow. Yeah, completely because we have, I mean, we have China operations that have people. We have have Feather Company Mm -hmm. that produces uh, down products, uh, down pillows, comforters, things of that nature that's in uh, Michigan. We also have another feather operation that's in Mexico. So um, between them, all those divisions, we have about 1,000 people that work for Maple Immediately in the county, though, there's probably about 700. It's about 700. So 750. So the majority yeah. all here because majority right. this is where our home base well, is. Well, we've talked about Maple Leaf as a family business, but supporting, you know, 1,000 different families. Mm-hmm. Or, They're so. all part of our family. Exactly. That's right. Fantastic. Well, okay, so we've talked about the company and innovation in the company. We've talked about uh, your appreciation for this area. Um, I do like to ask folks, especially, you know, I know both of you have seen other parts of Indiana, other parts of the world. Uh I mean, you know, there's the 
the wish list question. The, if you could wave a magic wand, you know, what, what would you, what would you like to see in this community that maybe we're missing or we haven't gotten to, to bring here yet or, or something we haven't built in the community yet? Um, or even things you, you found elsewhere mentioned, uh, China or Singapore, or Portugal, other countries that you found things that would be a great addition here. If we could, again, just wave that magic wand. Hmm. I mean, we're already doing pretty well, I'd say, but, <laughs> but, um, I really like that our community has continued to develop and really embrace younger generations too, from my perspective. And when I left to go to Purdue, I came back and there were so many new faces my age, um, which was wonderful. It was refreshing. And uh, we've just really continued to develop our cultural scene and our uh, diversity efforts and our sustainability efforts in the county. And I think as we keep moving in that direction, you can't go wrong. Well, it's important for an agricultural company to yeah. to be sustainable and to really make sure that we're that we're watching our natural resources. So striking that balance between economic development mm -hmm. and making sure you're watching your natural resources is very important to us. And, and making sure that it's fair that, I mean, agriculture is a big part of this. Sometimes people like to say, Oh, well, it's all about the orthopedic industry. Well, there's a lot of diverse businesses here. So those are, I mean, and my wish list is to make sure that everybody is supported well in the commerce that is going on. And we're also supporting, you know, nature and what's going on right right now there's a lot here to, to build on i mean i know, I know uh, one of our partners tippy river adventures i mean is, is invested quite a lot in even helping to, to bring uh, access to the uh, tippity river uh, yeah. something that you know hidden in plain sight uh but <laughs> yes. uh this one example of an amenity that's right here that we can mm -hmm. can be able to enjoy and preserve so no that, that's certainly a lot here and i uh, Mentioned yesterday, I was up at, at Pollywood, and and uh, I was actually also at Zimmer Biomet yesterday. And reminds me how big this county is. I mean, even just to travel from, you know, Warsaw to Syracuse, and then you know over to Mentone, and then over to Pearson, uh, it is a quite a lot of diversity mm -hmm. and places to be able to experience and enjoy. If we just need to get Teal's Restaurant open again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We do need to open that so, again. We'll take that for action. <laughs> Well, okay. So I appreciate that and uh, appreciate your passion, uh, both of you for the community and for the, the, the business you're building. Um, you know, we do ask a, a signature question uh, and, and one of our, our co-hosts uh, has described this as kind of our Rorschblatt test of, you know, we're all going to see it a little bit differently of, you know, we use the, the tagline clearly Casiasco, you know, what does the phrase clearly Casiasco mean to you? If you hear that. I, I really think that it means celebrating or clearly Kosciuszko is a celebration of everything from our lakes, our chefs, our industries and our residents to make our community unique. Um, I just really think that it's clear that we're a great place to live. That, that, that's very well put, Liv. That's very clear, yeah. <laughs> John, what else? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's just that there's so much this community has to offer, and you know, it's it's a wonderful foundation, you know, for m many residents, new and old, you know, to have a bright future uh, in this community, and it it's really such a wonderful place to live and such a wonderful place to raise your children. Um, it's clearly a 
it, it is clearly a great county to live in. Fantastic. I couldn't said it better. Have we missed anything else today that you wanted to be able to touch on? I mean, again, I know you've seen, you've both seen a lot of other parts of the world. You've come home to Kosciuszko County. I'll put a shameless plug in for everyone to follow Maple Leaf Farms. (laughs) Yes, please follow Maple Leaf Farms. Looking for uh, the YouTube, the cooking, uh, you know, uh, the cooking uh, with live. Yeah, we're on. Thank you. Yep. Our cooking with live series. We're actually launching a cookbook upcoming. um, So if anyone is interested in learning about duck it would be a great way to learn so hey if you when you have the book is that coming out soon or is that yeah november the it's well i haven't i know we're gonna say it uh black friday we're going to be launching it can we schedule a book signing Let's sure. put together like a yeah. little reception with book signing. I don't know if I'll have enough books but <laughs> we'll try <laughs> we'll make it happen first 100 <laughs> that'd be great Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Olivia, John, thank you so much for joining today. It's been a great discussion about some of the things that clearly make Kosciuszko County great. And we appreciate all that you do uh, in helping to promote the community, helping to build the community, uh, as well as build the business. Um, again, you could be doing this a lot of different places. And you've chose to uh, come always come back home to Kosciuszko County. And so with that, uh, in closing, I want to remind everyone that this is a clearly Kosciuszko podcast from Kedco and our friends at Dream On Studios Tapey River Adventures and visit Costco County. And I want to invite everyone to stay tuned for the next episode of Lead Where You Live series. And thank you, and we are out here. Clearly, Costco is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Costco County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Costco Chamber of Commerce and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.